Whether you're a pastor, a volunteer, a staff member, the demands of ministry can leave you feeling overwhelmed and stretched in. But no worries, we've got you. On today's episode, we'll explore some practical tips and strategies that you can use to manage your time more effectively. Hey there, Church Communicator. Welcome to the Church Juice Podcast, where we are energizing church communications one 20-minute episode at a time. I'm Brian Haley, the host here, and I am joined, as always, by my awesome co-host, Jeanette Yates. Hey, Jeanette. Hey! I am really excited to talk about today because it is something that that has come up the last yes. couple months a lot of times with with communication leaders that I've been talking to. So we are talking about time management because... Yes. You know, every church communicator, every church staff person that I have ever encountered is overwhelmed, right? There are always yes. so many things that we could be doing and not enough time to do them. So we're going to talk about time management, some tips and tricks that that both you, Jeanette, and I have kind of learned or processed over the years in our roles in different you know areas. But I will also say that I am not a time management expert by any means. I am always behind just like everyone else, but you know, I think some of the things that we're going to talk about today are things that reminded me of how I could implement some different areas too. So, I'm excited. Yeah, what are what have you been up to? Well, I loved it when I got the message that this is what we were going to be talking about today <laughs> because what I have been up to is trying to get better at time management. Apropos. Now, I will tell you, <laughs> I have I know all the things. So a lot of what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about tips and strategies, but the, I'm going to, spoiler alert, you got to do them. (laughs) So what I've been, (laughs) for them to work, you have to do them. And so what I have been working on is actually implementing some of these very strategies we're going to be talking about. So I'm excited to dive in. Yeah. Let's just, let's start talking about, you know, the role of a communicator or, you know, any church leader. What I have experienced is that no matter how defined your job description might be, there is a multitude of things that get thrown at us or put on our plate. And we are always, you know, multitasking and doing a million different things and trying to take care of Sunday because Sunday happens every week. And that's like, right. you know, that's a major event to plan and execute every week. But then there's also BBS down the road or small groups or, you know, whatever. So there's always tons of things to do. How do we prioritize? Let's start there. How do we prioritize what makes the cut? What do we work on first and what do we put off and how do we decide that? Well, like you mentioned, you no matter what your actual role is, because we've talked about that plenty of times on the podcast where what church communicator means at your church means something different at mine. Yeah. You know, I think as much as you can try to make a list of all of your weekly duties. Yeah. I think you need to do that. Yeah. Will something come up? Absolutely. That's why at the bottom of your job description, if you even have one, it says <laughs> right. other duties as specified because there will always be something. But yep. if you have a list of things that you need to accomplish every week, that's the first thing to do. You can't prioritize something unless you know what it, what you're prioritizing. So right. step one, write down everything you have to do. And then I would say step two is then grouping those into different categories. For me, that meant I wrote the bulletin, I created graphics, I counted the attendance, mm-hmm. <laughs> I yep. you, know, d- you know took pictures. So I would group those things like this is a more these are more creative tasks. These are tasks. These are writing. These are administrative. 
then there's a whole category. There's just meetings, you know, there, you know, that kind of stuff. And then you, then you can go through and prioritize those. Some of those things are on your plate, no matter what prioritizing may not even be the right word because you're going to go to the meeting, even if the meeting could be an email. So I don't know where you would put that. Is that like a level one or just, (laughs) it's just getting, you know, so, but yeah, so you go through that. Once you categorize everything, then you can go through and kind of decide, mm-hmm. okay, what what do I have to do? I have to show up to this meeting. I have to do the attendance records. Yeah. I have to write the bulletin, you know, right. whatever. Then I would put, and I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, I would put the things I have to do myself and the things that someone else could either help me do or do for me. Yeah. And then once that list of have to do is there, then that's where I go through and actually prioritize, you know, and maybe even write down how much time is this going to take. Mm-hmm. One thing that I, from time to time, will use is the Eisenhower matrix. So if you're just like Never trying to tell really? me, oh, so President Eisenhower, he created this matrix. It's four quadrants. So when I'm like trying to categorize different things, this really is kind of what I think about. It's basically urgent and non urgent and important and non important. So in the Okay. Top left, you have your urgent and important things that you need to do and you need to get it done right now. Then Mm -hmm. the top right, you would have not urgent but important. So those are things that you need to schedule. You need to decide when you're going to do it and put it on your calendar. Then you have the urgent but not important for your role. So those are things that you need to delegate to someone else or maybe you're waiting on someone else to do it. And then the, the bottom right would be things that you can delay, basically. Things that you don't need to do, they're not urgent, they're not important. So you kind of have these four categories. So that's what I was thinking as you were describing, you know, how you different categories and things like that. So it's just kind of, for me, it's a visual way to like put things in order in my head, I guess. So that's something that I've found helpful. I have heard of something similar, but it it wasn't, I'm trying to find the name of it. It's like high impact, high time investment, low yeah. impact, high time, you know, like how much impact versus how much time or money. Yeah. And so I'll try to find that so we can put it in the show notes. But yeah. there, there's that thing too, outcome versus income, or, you know, outcome versus impact yeah. measurement. So how much are you having to put out to get to make that impact? And so right. I'll try to find that for you. But that's that reminds me of the same thing. Like- there are some things that you just have to get done and they seem meaningless, yep. but they have to get done. Yeah. So. There's one book that I read at the start of every year. It's just kind of one of those like new year habits that I have. And it's called Getting Things Done by David mm-hmm. Allen. And so in this book, one of the things that he talks about is like doing a brain dump, basically. So going back to the these lists that we're creating. So everything that's in your head, we need to put somewhere. So you just start writing them down if it's post-it notes or whatever, just to get yourself kind of everything out of your head and into writing somewhere, and then you can organize them later. And so I find that helpful, which I'm really terrible at because I'll do it in, you know, January 3rd or whatever. And, right. uh, you know, I'm, I'm good at it. I'm like, all right, I feel good. I have things organized. I know what I need to do, what I can schedule for later, all those kinds of things. And then a month later, it, like I still have things in my head. I need to remember to do that. But when I when I do that, where I just put everything in a list and you know prioritize it that way, that really does help me prioritize what I need to get done and know that I'm not missing anything and all of that. So there are tons of ways that you could organize your to-do lists. 
And -hmm. I think we could spend our entire episode talking about that. But that is one way to prioritize or to manage your time is just to make those lists and get everything out in writing and then prioritize what it is that you need to be doing. One of the other things that we were going to talk about in this episode is how we use our time. So we have the list of what's important. We know what we need to do, all of that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we get distracted pretty easily. There was someone on on Facebook mentioned this uh, recently that even when they shut their door, people come and just kind of burst in and distract them from what they're doing. So the closed door policy just like didn't work. So we know that we get pulled in a million directions. We know that we get, you know, distracted all the time. So how do we manage our time well? What are some some strategies or some ideas to help communicators with with time? Okay. So this is what happened to me this week. I'm going to tell this story. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. try to make it quick. But basically, I, like all of our listeners, we have lots to do. And none of it, maybe like some takes a little bit, but like, I don't know about you, but I have like a ton of like little things. Nothing takes a ton of time, yeah. but it's just like, <clears throat> write this social media post you know, do this. And it's a bunch of little stuff. So I think, oh, it'll just take me two seconds. I'll just do it. Well, obviously that is a recipe for just constant anxiety. Like, don't forget to do it. Don't forget to do it. Don't forget to do it. So what I decided to do is think about what would I like to do as the social media manager? (laughs) Mm -hmm. What would I like to do if I had the ideal work week? What would it look like when it comes to getting this stuff done, getting these, that content created and and scheduled. And I would like to have a month's worth of content scheduled out before the month. And so what happened was we have a meeting at our job uh, where I work. We talk about everything that's going on during the month. And then I'm equipped with all the information I need to create all of the social media content for the next month at least, if not more. Yeah. And so what I began to do was I said, okay, if I could do whatever I want, I would go from that meeting. The next day I would plan all the content and I use a tool for that, which we'll talk about in a later episode. Mm-hmm. And then I decide, okay, I need to, who the graphic design. So in my case, I get to ask someone to create the graphic design for me, for you. But if it was me, I, I would spend the next day So day one is planning. Day two is creating and getting ready, like writing any kind of copy for the post. And then day three is actually scheduling it. You can circle back with me in six months and see if I'm still doing this, (laughs) but I'm telling you right now what normally I have to think about every single week in my weekly rhythm Mm -hmm. is no longer, it's off the plate until the next month. So let me ask you this. You said that you did day one, day two, day three. How much time are you committing to that? So what I intentionally broke it up into three days, you could probably do it all in one day if you just wanted to like knock it all out. Okay. Because I spent about an hour each day. I will say one caveat, day three was me making a bunch of reels and I (laughs) am a old fogey. So it took me a little bit. But if you're good at making reels, maybe not. Like if that's part of you, so like it might not take that long um, to just actually schedule out your content. But I was like creating and scheduling kind of on the okay on that last day. So really, like an hour a day. Okay. Me just sitting down and kind of plotting that stuff out, you know. And of course, like maybe graphics would take me longer, so I would plan a little bit more for that day where you're actually creating graphics. Yeah. But you're not spending three whole days. Okay. Doing that. You're spending gotcha. a chunk of time, depending on how long it takes, 
because when you said that, I was like, okay, you, I don't even know if you know this, but I'm ADHD. And so the thought of like spending a whole day on creating content, I just can't do it. And that's even, I mean, that's my job too, but (laughs) you know, like I need to, to do different things. I like the idea of, you know, just the, the little time blocks. I think that makes a lot of sense. I do the same thing a little bit. I'll say, you know, this this week or these couple of days this week, I'm going to make sure that I get through, you know, for me, I do a lot of writing or editing. So I want to make sure that this day is devoted to writing and editing. Of course, I need to like split it up and do different things. But what I have found is difficult for me, which you kind of just talked about a little bit. What I have found difficult is scheduling creativity. Um, I know times of day where I'm more creative and I know, you know, that varies from person to person, but, but the idea of scheduling when to be creative can be kind of difficult. Well, I want to speak into that really quickly because that's my thing too. It's like, I, you know, I'm just, I don't feel creative today. Well, one of the things, so that's been a limiting mindset of mine is I'm not able to create when I'm not feeling creative, Mm -hmm. but what I decided to do this week that's different Amy Porterfield has this thing where she says, do something different. So just do one thing different. And so this week, what I did that was different is I said, I'm going to write the copy for the social media post on this day, period. Not if I'm creative, not whatever. Like that's, I'm going to do that. So yesterday (laughs) when it was time for me to, like I had said on Thursday, you're going to create every reel that you need to create for the next month. Now, for some people, that's two reels. For me, it happened to be six. Okay. I already knew what each reel was going to say. I knew what sound I was going to use because that's what I did on day two. Right. I knew all the stuff. All I had to do was actually record. So I was able to do that with the mindset of, I'm going to get this done today and I'm not going to be afraid that my creativity isn't going to be there. Hmm. I'm not going to be afraid that my creativity is not going to show up. Interesting. Because, you know. Growth mindset. Look at that. Yes. All right. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to like challenge myself on that one a little bit. Yeah, you are creative, Brian. Doesn't work <laughs> on a clock. Yeah. Hmm. All right. <laughs> I know that you know we talked about time blocking, so setting aside hour, few hours, mm-hmm. half a day, whatever, even a whole day to certain things. Another technique that that some people find useful is you're going to have to help me on the name is uh, spending 25 minutes at a time. Right. Um, Pomodoro. Pomodoro. That's it. Yeah. Yes. So scheduling out 25-minute blocks, you work for 25 minutes, get that thing done, and then you take a break. Then you work on another 25-minute block. So I know a lot of people that use that and, you know, live and die by that rule. And they, you know, they talk about how much more productive they can be in less time because they just, you know, they block out all of the distractions, they silence all their notifications, all those kinds of things, and just focus for 25 minutes at a time. So that could be another tool that... that people might find helpful. And I think that's really good too, because sometimes we think, oh, I have to write a blog post or, oh, I have to write, Mm -hmm. you know, an email for the church. It's going to take me forever. Well, the task expands to the time you give it, said someone important. I don't know. I have to figure (laughs) that out. (laughs) I heard it recently, but it makes sense. So if you say to yourself, and this, I actually had this happen once. Somebody asked me to write a blog post for them. And I was like, okay, I'll get to it. And they said, no. Set your clock, set a timer for 10 minutes. You know this hmm. already. That's why I'm asking you to write this blog post for me. Yeah. Write it in 10 minutes and then just give me what you have. Okay. And it worked. Okay. 
Interesting. And now do I recommend doing writing all your blog posts in 10 minutes? No. <laughs> but for this particular thing that he was asking me to write, he said, you know this. Yeah. I just need I it in a blog post. I know you can do it. Right. Yes. So I think, you know, maybe it's not 10 minutes. Maybe it's like, I need to write this email. I already know what I'm going to put in it because I've already written it for the bulletin. It's the right. same thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> doing the same thing. I'm going to write it. I'm just going to sit down. It's going to be 15 minutes, whatever. So awesome. don't give yourself more time because you will take it. <laughs> for sure. You know, what I have found is that I have tried like a million different things with time management and prioritizing tasks and things like that. But what I have found is that it really varies from person to person. So you just need to try things and see what sticks, see what works for you, because what works for me may not work for you, Jeanette, and may not work for, you know, whoever's watching or listening. But there are there are tons of tools and tons of opportunities to try different things. And that's what we need to, you know, just get in like get in the rhythm of trying something until you find what works for you you know so maybe that is the the pomodoro technique or maybe that is more blocking uh, and batching things but you know i think that there are there are tons of ways that we can prioritize what we need to do and get things done what i see a lot is that church leaders overpromise and underdeliver on a lot of mm-hmm. things we never say no so things just keep right. getting thrown at us. Someone's doing a, a baking fundraiser and somehow that is our <laughs> job to communicate and design and right. whatever, right? <laughs> and so we really need to make it a priority for our own time, setting those boundaries of what you can and cannot do, what you know, what's outside of your 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 time for the week. I think that that those boundaries are important too. Agreed. One more thing, and then I know we got to wrap up this episode, but you were talking about those random things, right? Well, maybe part of when you're prioritizing things, maybe you have a little box that's like, I'm going to give an hour of time to any pop-up, you know, pop-up. Putting out fires. I need, yeah, uh, Yeah. I need a a logo for this bake sale or what. You know, I'm going to give an hour because I know I'm going to get that. So I'm going to go ahead and block it out. I'm going to go ahead and schedule time. Hmm you know, and give myself some wiggle room in my schedule so that it, when that happens, because I know it will, I have a little bit of wiggle room. So that was something that helped me when I was working at my church for sure. (laughs) All right. So next week we are talking about tools and we're going to include some tools that we kind of alluded to in this episode, but some of our favorite tools that we use for not just for time management, but for communication. So social media, all of the things. One of the questions that I get a lot is like, what tools do you use or how do you do this? So we are going to spend 20 minutes next week talking through some of our favorite tools that we use that that you may find helpful in your role. So yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, Uh, I hope that you found today's conversation enlightening or encouraging. I hope that you take some of the things that we talked about today, try implementing them, see what works for you. Hey, join our Facebook group and tell us what you're doing for time management. Tell us what you're trying. Tell us why it did or didn't work. You know, one thing, we didn't talk about this, but one thing that I tried longer than I should have tried because I like despised it by the end was using a planner to like plan things out. I tried and I tried and I tried and it is just not me. So I like grow to like despise what I had scheduled for, you know, for my planner for the day. But but I hope that, that some of these things that we talked about today, you will find encouraging and that you will try and let us know in the Facebook group. Yeah. Just what you, uh, what you are trying this week to help manage your time. To try. Yeah. Give us some <laughs> new things. Absolutely. 
Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to the Church Juice podcast. But listening is just the start. To take today's topic to the next level and hear from other church communicators, head to the Church Juice Insiders Facebook group. You can find a link to our group along with all of today's show notes at churchjuice.com slash podcast. The Church Juice podcast is a listener-supported production of Reframe Ministries, a family of programs designed to help you see your whole life reframed by God's gospel story. Church Juice is produced by Brian Haley with post-production by Minimal Media Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information about Church Juice, visit churchjuice.com. For information on Reframe Ministries and our family of programs, visit reframeministries.org.